Well, welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff. And however <laughs> and wherever you may be listening today, whether you're joining us on the radio, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, or you are watching us on YouTube or Facebook, we're so glad you're tuned in today. Mm. Pastor Jeff, I love our topic today because it is a topic that yeah. everybody wants. Oh, yeah. Everybody desires it. Mm. Uh, a lot of people even pray for it, but it is so elusive. Yeah. And that topic is is peace. Right, yeah. Every beauty pageant ever, you've heard them stand up, I want, what do you want? And I want world peace, world right? Peace. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so true. I'm um, sorry, for all of our listeners who are involved in beauty pageants, <laughs> I understand that I just overgeneralized, but, you know, it was funny. It was for the joke. So but, anyway. But you know, peace would not be <laughs> yeah. a world, would not be a word we would use to describe uh, the average American today. No, absolutely not. Or even this whole series, which is satisfaction. Mm. You know, we're kind of uh, nearing the end of our study on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, and it's we've kind of called it searching for satisfaction. And we're, we're looking at satisfaction from different ways. And, and uh, what we found is that satisfaction is not really found in having the right circumstances, mm. because those change, right. it's got to be found on something else. So it, it can be found in having the right attitude, and we're focusing today on peace. Yeah, years ago, you know, somebody said, can I just have some peace and quiet? And, and I know you've got three kids still at home. I do, Is yes. this something you and you could use in your life? I, I could use a little peace and quiet. Yeah, I really could. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to read a paragraph and not have to go back and reread it because somebody blew something up in the kitchen. I, I don't know. <laughs> the average family today, they're rushed, they're hurried, yeah. they're overwhelmed, mm. they're overloaded, they're busy. Yeah. You know, peace would not be a word that would be used to describe mm. people. And and the truth is, you know, life is full of conflict. We have decisions to make. We have maybe a relationship that goes bad. But how, maybe the reason why so few people obtain peace is they don't even really know what it is. Right. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the problem is, is we don't know what, Peace is, and, and I know sometimes, Pastor Jeff, it helps when I'm wanting to know what something is to maybe find out what it's not. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I was kind of thinking as you were, you were talking about peace and conflict. I thought we, we all the time, a lot of times, put those in contrast to each other. Mm. It's like there's either peace or there's conflict, and and I think peace, you can have peace, and and it's not necessarily the absence of conflict. Well, exactly, because again, satisfaction is found in having the right, not found in having the right circumstances, but right. having the right attitude. Yeah. And it, it, I, I love that. So peace is not just in not having conflict. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not. Sometimes, though, when we have a conflict, Pastor Jeff, one of the persons will say, well, I just don't want to talk about it. Mm, yeah. You yeah, know, we avoid it, right? I, I, I avoid it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, I, yeah. if I avoid it, it will go away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to know that you can't, you can't have peace. Peace is not necessarily the absence of conflict, mm. but it's not 
avoiding conflict either. <laughs> and on the flip side, then other people, just to have the conflict end, mm-hmm. well, whatever you want. Right. Yeah. They just kind of give up. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of give in. You know, the other person's right. You it kind of sounds like when my wife and I try to decide where we're going to go eat. <laughs> And where do you want to eat? I don't really care. Well, how about this? No, I don't want that. Okay, well, wherever you want to go. I just kind of give up. <laughs> yeah, and, and so if I'm just, you know, giving up for appeasing the other person, mm-hmm. letting, listen, letting people run over you, that's not peacemaking. Right. That's just being passive. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a doormat. <laughs> uh, you know, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus was a very controversial person. He... He stood his ground, mm-hmm. and as a result, he had a lot of enemies, yeah. a lot of enemies even that were religious, if you will. Absolutely, and he even told us, you know, he said, in, in this life you will have trials, you will have persecution. You, If you live the way I'm telling you to, Jesus said, then you're going to have the same sort of difficulties that I've experienced. So peace is not... Just avoiding the conflict. Mm. Uh, peace is not just you know appeasement, just giving in. Right. And you know, again, we're talking about how to know what peace is by knowing what it's not. It's also not just the absence of war. Right. You know, a exactly. truce is better than a war, but that's not real peace. I mean, like for instance, the Korean War never really ended. They, yeah. they have a truce. Yeah. Was it actually called a war, though? I think it was actually called a a Korean conflict. Conflict, right, because of that. So, you know, a secession of hostilities is not real peace. That's true. It's not peace, yeah. Yeah, it's not avoiding that that stuff or having the absence of that. But, you know, I think our passage speaks to this. Sometimes we have to make peace. We have to to make it happen. And and we're coming out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, and it says, Blessed are the peacemakers... For they will be called the sons of God. And you know, that brings up a very kind of controversial thing that sometimes people talk about, you know, and that is sometimes we have to make peace. Mm. You know, war is never a good thing. Right. But the Bible teaches that sometimes it is necessary mm. and even sometimes it is justified. Yeah, that's true. And and I think I think of the the pacifists, you know, that mm. that would go to war and not, you know, think of World War II. Um, they would they would carry a gun, but they would never fire it or something right. like that. And I think sometimes sometimes that can just come from cowardice, mm-hmm. and other times it comes from very strong convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but war isn't a good thing. But the Bible does teach that sometimes it is necessary. Yeah, I think sometimes what happens is people misunderstand and they misinterpret uh, one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You know, in Exodus chapter 20, thou shalt not kill, and that word... Right, that's what know, they say. Yeah, he's not talking... He's not talking about spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't like that. Or snakes. Or snakes. Snakes are okay to, right. to kill? Yeah, okay, they can good. kill them. Uh, and he's also, <laughs> that word literally means the intentional premeditated murder, murder. of mm. another person with malice. A more accurate translation would be, you know, you should not murder because we think of many times in the Old Testament. I mean, think especially in the book of Deuteronomy, the book of Joshua, where God ordered mm. his people to go to war. Yeah, the, the Old Testament is uh, it's pretty gruesome in places. There, there are times where it's, 
it's pretty God says go into this area and just completely wipe them out. Yeah, Deuteronomy chapter 20 verses 16 and 17, he says in the city of the nations the Lord is giving you do not leave anything that breathes. Mm. Completely destroy them as the Lord has commanded you. First uh, Samuel fifteen eighteen. <clears throat> go and completely destroy those wicked people. Make war on them until you have wiped them out. Again, mm. war is never a good thing, but in a sinful, fallen world, sometimes it is a necessary thing mm. because sometimes the only way to keep sinful people from doing great harm to innocent people is by going to war. Yeah, and we're told to to make war with our flesh mm. too, you know, and, and as we bring this kind of home as we're, we're up against a break here, but, you know, there is an idea that, you know, war is not only necessary in the world, but it's also necessary within us. Yeah, and I think after the break, we need to dive in a little bit about what is a holy war. Right. Because sometimes yeah, there, yeah. There, there's this idea of, uh, is a war ever justified? So we'll be right back after this short break. Have you been enjoying On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff? If so, then feel free to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast for more episodes. For any more information, please check out our website at www.fincastlebaptist.org slash OTW. Or you can send us an email at OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. That's OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. Now back to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On The Way. I'm Pastor Jeff here with Pastor Kevin, and today we are talking about peace. In our search for satisfaction, we all just want to get a little bit of peace and quiet. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Now, I know you just had your... uh, Now, you may not want to answer this question, but I know you just had some family in uh, the past couple of weeks. A two-year-old grandson. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll bet it gets kind of quiet around the house after he's gone. After it's gone, it is noticeably different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you get a little peace and quiet there. Yeah, you do. You do. But, you know, peace (laughs) is something that we all look for. We just can't seem to find it. And maybe the reason why we can't find it is because we don't know what it is. Right. And we says to find out what it is, sometimes it helps us know what it's not. It's not just giving in. It's not avoiding the conflict. It's not just an absence of war. And before the break, we're talking about a war. But, you know, Pastor Jeff, sometimes people talk about a holy war. Right. You know, is a holy war ever biblical? I mean, I I even think back in history during the Crusades Mm. where Mm -hmm. people were going to war under the reason to advance the Christian faith. I mean, what does the Bible say about some of that stuff? Well, I don't think the Bible teaches... Advancement of Christian faith through war, mm. uh, and that's different from some other religions. For right. example, Islam is is an advanced by by war by jihad, which right. is actually means holy war, right? right? Um, and sometimes that can even refer to the holy war within themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I think Ecclesiastes three says that there is a time for war and a time for peace. Yeah, and when we think of Jesus' second coming, the battle of Armageddon, right, by nature, yeah. a battle, part yeah. of a war, sure, uh, you know, will be very violent. But I yeah, think you just read the description of that in Revelation nineteen <laughs> yeah, yeah. talks about blood as high as the horse's bridle. That's uh, that's a lot of that's so, pretty violent. <laughs> so Jesus was not a pacifist. No, he was and, not, and we're not to be that. Sometimes. Right. 
war is justified. There is a time for war. Mm. But again, it's justified only as a last resort waged by a legitimate government mm-hmm. for moral reasons, you know, using moral means. Mm. And we get this idea of a justified war right from the Bible that people were created in God's image and have great value to right. him, yeah, but exactly. were also inherently sinful. Mm. And so God instituted government specifically, <laughs> according to Romans 13, to maintain order. Right, and and so that's what peace is not. Okay, that's, that's what peace is not. Right, but what you know? What then? I guess what is it? I mean, how how does it? Yeah, maybe what area of our life you know do we kind of battle with? Well, what is it? Well, I think maybe we need to talk about what it results in when, okay. when we when we talk about being a peacemaker. You know, it, it's something that doesn't come naturally, right? We we all have this this, and that's another thing I, I was going to mention that, uh, you know, as Christians, we're not we're not called to holy war, mm. but there is a time where it's justified. That doesn't mean that we as Christians walk around we're spoiling for a fight, you know. Mm, yeah. And you and I have both been in churches where where <laughs> Christians act like you know I can't wait till somebody says something to me I'm gonna tell them blah 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 right. you know and I'm like man I'm not sure that Jesus is really happy with that kind of an attitude right you know I think he, he's looking for us especially based out of Matthew 5 9 where he says blessed are the peacemakers not the peacekeepers hmm. you know it, it does say elsewhere in scripture that people that keep the peace are blessed but the peacemakers this is a person who is making peace they're actively involved in creating peace around them. And I think we see that in Romans 12, that peace results in, and when we're creating peace, it results in uh, right relationships with others. Yeah, you know, when we think about that phrase, peace on earth, you know, uh, Christmas just around the corner, right? and, you know, people, especially the month of December, you hear that, you know, peace on earth, goodwill to men, you know, which just mm-hmm. comes right out of the Bible, yeah. okay? We normally think about, you know, peace that way, that you know, right relationships. And Romans 12 does say, as much as it depends upon you, live right. in peace. Yeah, there's personal responsibility there mm-hmm. for you. You not, not as much as it depends on that other person, mm-hmm. but as much as it depends on you, you be the peacemaker, yeah, you know, and he's talking about so maybe peace with others results in right relationships. Right. But then when we think of peace, we need to think of peace with with God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and peace with God. Uh, I, I love Psalm eighty five ten where it says righteousness and peace kiss each other. Hmm. You know, there's a love affair between righteousness and peace, right? <laughs> They're great. not to be separated. You can't have peace without righteousness. You you will never have mm. real peace until your vertical relationship mm. is right, and then it will affect your you know, horizontal relationships. Exactly. You, you right. can't have yeah. peace without righteousness. If you're not right with God, <laughs> right. you will never have peace. You will never be satisfied. That's what we're talking about here. Right. So you right. know. Uh, I love James 3, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness, right? Right, And so you can't have peace without righteousness. They've kissed, they're married, they're they're in love, they're inseparable Mm. with one another. Yeah, so, you know, peace with others results in right relationships with them, peace with God, which is what we really 
all of us really need uh, results in righteousness. But I think, you know, we can have peace with others, we can have peace with God, but we can still have turmoil within ourselves. And so we've got to somehow figure out a way to have peace with ourselves. Yeah, you know, two out of three is not bad in most things in life. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it works like this But it, you in know, this particular case. But as it relates to peace, two out of three is not, not good well, enough. Right, exactly. You, know, you, you got to peace with others, you got to have peace with God, and you got to have peace with yourself. Mm. And a lot of people have two out of three when it relates to peace. And yeah. again, that might be fine in most sports, you know, and in most <laughs> things in life. But when it relates to peace, you you got about a thousand. You you, yeah. you got to have peace yeah. with others. You got peace with God, and you got to have peace with yourself. With yourself you know, yeah. in life. I mean, Jesus put it this way in John ten: "I have come that they might have life, and life to the full." That, yeah, that they might yeah. totally understand. Jesus said in John 14, my peace I give to you. Uh, I don't give like the world does, so don't let your hearts be troubled mm, and yeah. do not be afraid. See, true biblical peace, the kind of peace we're talking about, the kind of peace that Jesus is mentioning is so different than the world's kind of peace. Yeah, because yeah. the world's peace is made up of a bunch of empty promises. And it's circumstantial. Mm. You know, it's it's exactly what we're saying satisfaction is not. The world says, get more, do more, find more, make more money, and you're going to have peace in your life. And that's not necessarily true. Because we know that, as from our previous studies, that satisfaction isn't found in the right circumstances. But again, this does not mean that there will not be conflict. Mm. <laughs> this does not mean that there will not be chaos. Right. This does not mean there will not be you know commotion in your life. Really, just sure. the opposite. Peace and contentment is contentment and confidence in the midst of the chaos, right. in the midst of the commotion. It's almost despite despite yeah. the commotion and the conflict in your life, there's this inner peace. And I think maybe we ought to reverse these, that you know, the number one thing we need is peace with God, mm. and then we need a peace with ourself. And mm. I think once we're, we're at peace with God and peace with ourselves, then our relationships with others will be able to be at peace. You know, Pastor Jeff, that leads in so nice to an acrostic. Oh, boy. I knew it was coming. You knew I saw, it's right here on the coming. notes, but it was on the second page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no, not there yet. Well, it's actually not even on our notes. <laughs> oh, okay. It just popped in my brain. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so many times people have used uh, joy to have joy in your life. Oh, okay. You got to put yeah. Jesus first, then others, others, and then yourself. Right. I've heard that. I've heard that. There's a little the, kid's song that goes. Correct. The yeah. problem is that that's just not biblical. Right. Because. J needs to be first. You got to have peace with Jesus. That's right. But Y really needs to be second. Now J Y O doesn't spell anything. G O. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that works. <laughs> it doesn't spell anything. But biblically, as right. you were just talking about, you got to have peace with Jesus. Right. But then you got to have peace with yourself internally, because mm. if you are not right, yeah, you're never going to have peace with others in your relationship. And maybe when we get back after the break, we are to dive in that a little more. So we'll be right back after this short break. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Highlands Campus. We are excited for you to join our church family. With programs and events for men, women, kids, youth, and the general church, you are sure to find a place to belong and feel connected to our community. 
On Sundays at 9.30 a.m., we have connect groups where you can study the Bible and share life experiences. Then at 10.45 a.m., join us for our in-person service with live worship and a message from one of our pastors. If you have kids, we've got you covered. Your children can join us for a biblical time of lessons. Kids Church happens at the same time as our main services, so both you and your child can hear the Word of God. Our youth don't get left out on Sundays either. On Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., Fancastle Students Ignite happens. This is a great time of fellowship, games, and study in God's Word. There are a lot more events happening at Fincastle Baptist, and for more information, visit us at www.fincastlebaptist.org slash highlands. Now, back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On the Way. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff, and we've been talking about uh, peace and mm. satisfaction, how we're all searching for it, how it's something everybody wants. We've talked about what it is and what it's not. But Pastor Jeff, the truth is, man, peace is hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many people uh, desire it, but mm. I think so few people obtain it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we kind of mentioned that already. And I think it's partially because we don't really understand it. Mm. We think of peace as an absence of conflict and that's mm. not what it is. Right. It's not, it's not avoiding the conflict or appeasing the conflict. It's none of those things, but there are some very strong adversaries to peace. Some things that, that really come against us and keep us from finding peace. So why is peace so hard why is it so difficult to find well, i think we we don't often think of it this way but the bible teaches that we are at war mm. we are at war mm -hmm. with ourselves we right. have this internal yeah. conflict <laughs> yeah. we are before we met christ we were actually at war with god yeah. We don't think of non-believers that way, but the Bible says we were enemies of God. We, yeah. And then wow. we're sometimes at war with other people, right? We're, we're at war with our flesh, our desires, and ultimately we're at war with Satan. And, and you know, this is not mm. a gentleman's disagreement. It's no small skirmish. It, right. it, yeah. it is a fight to the death. I mean, yeah. the, the Bible talks about you know killing and covenanting and and quarreling and fighting and, and and Satan being our enemy. And I think it really goes back to what James chapter four talks mm -hmm. about why peace is so hard. Yeah, yeah. James four uh, verses one, two, and three. It says, "What's the source of wars and fightings among you? They come from your passions that wage war within you." It comes from our selfishness, mm -hmm. from our desire for me. If you read those first three verses in uh, James 4, the word you is in there like, I don't even know, like 12, 15 times. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you do this and you want this and you want that and you want the other thing. And you're willing to, to hurt and destroy your Christian brothers and sisters to get what you want. It's that selfishness. I mean, I think the truth is, Pastor Jeff, that every sin that anyone commits, every mm -hmm. bad thing we do, any bad thought we think, any every bad thing in the world yeah. can be boiled down 
to one root cause, and that is selfishness. Yeah. Uh, James 4, mm-hmm. verse 1, we have selfish pleasures. You know, I have my desires, you have yours. Right. Uh, yeah. I have selfish possessions. I want something, <laughs> you want something. We even have selfish plans. Verse 2, he says, we make plans to fight, anger, and, and covet, and to kill to get what we want. Mm. And then ultimately, verse 3 says, we can even pray selfishly. Yeah. We have selfish <laughs> yeah. prayers. And so, yeah, absolutely. You know, Gosh. selfishness causes mm. us to focus more on what I want rather than peace. Right. And, and don't we see this in the little things of life? Oh, Before we went on air, we were talking about a car and, you know, getting cars repaired and whatever. Yeah. I thought of even we're so selfish today that we have cars that have dual control air conditioning <laughs> units in the car. You know, I, I would I think that's actually a good thing for marriages. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I hear where you're going. I yeah. know what you're saying, but uh, it's a it's a good thing. I mean, but even <laughs> but you're even, right. You're even, right. Even our beds, a sleep number yeah, bed. Yeah, I have so a sleep can, number. Bed. Yeah, yeah. You can set the side on what you want. Your right. wife can set it on. I mean, in other words, we are built into selfishness. Yeah. How yeah. many American homes have more than one television in their home? Why do uh, we do that? So I can watch what I want to watch. And you can watch and what you somebody want. else from the family can watch yep. what they want to watch. But we see yep. it. Everything in our life, there's this selfishness, and it causes yeah. – that's why peace is so hard, that deep right. down we are all selfish is yeah. what James tells us. Yeah, well, James tells us too that you know you go you go and you do all these things and you you work hard and you you do this to get this stuff. Why? So you can spend it wrongly. Yes. <laughs> so you know we can not only are we selfish and we're gaining all this stuff for ourselves and that keeps us from finding peace, but we're also our spending habits. <laughs> well, right. Are, think, think about the amount of marriage conflicts, the yeah. amount of arguments that develop in a family because mm-hmm. of even arguments politically on how to spend tax dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so much. We're talking about why oh, is gosh. peace so yeah. hard? Peace is so hard because of our selfishness and because of our, our, our spending. Mm. And then yeah. that leads to... Well, that, that leads to stress, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know... One of the biggest things that that, that families stress over is money <laughs> and spending, you know. So James four four says your the friendship with the world is yeah. hostility towards God, or it, it makes us an enemy of God. And and there's no deeper stress than being an enemy of God. <laughs> right. You know, I'm prioritizing the wrong thing. Right. I'm an enemy of God. I am not, as Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. You right. know, I, yeah. and I'm not doing yeah. that. Uh, you know, and ultimately that that really leads into when I'm thinking about why is peace so hard, it's really because uh, of sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what James yeah. 4 and verse 4 talks about. Absolutely. It's whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. And I think it comes down to a choice, really. We've got to make a choice. And you as the listener, you have to make a choice. Am I going to pursue peace, which is found in Christ Jesus, which is found in a right relationship with God and and in peace with myself and peace with others? Am I going to pursue that and be a peacemaker? Is that what I'm going to be known for? Or am I going to continue down the same path that that society builds into us, that everyone builds into us, am I going to continue down that that path of selfishness? And, and But I think we also have to be careful because don't misunderstand, peace is not, you know, like, 
years ago when the hippies peace, bro. Yeah, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, I, make peace, not bombs, right? right? You, know? <laughs> you know, there can be no peace without the Prince of Peace. That's right. Yeah. And the Prince of Peace, Jesus Himself said, a very controversial statement. Don't think that I came into the world to bring peace. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. What's he saying? I didn't come to bring a false peace. Mm-hmm. You know, peace, bro. You know, right? It, I, Jesus is saying I have come to bring a sword that clearly divides truth and error, mm. light and darkness, mm. sin and righteousness, and heaven and hell. God will never make a peace treaty with sin. There right. can never right. be peace without purity. There can never be peace without the Prince of Peace. And there can never actually be peace without surrender. And that's yeah. where it starts. I've got to yeah. surrender my way, my will, mm. and my heart to God. You know, that didn't happen for me until uh, my senior year of college. Mm. I was in a radio station in Caracas, Venezuela, mm. and I had been fighting with God. I did not have inner peace. I did not have that peace. And I said, God, finally, I am just too tired to fight anymore. And I surrendered to whatever God wanted me to do. And it was it's almost instantaneous. You know, that peace of God just comes over you, and it's just, wow, that's the peace that I've been looking for, that I've been fighting for and striving for. And if you as a listener are hearing this today and you're thinking, man, I really could use some peace and quiet in my life. I really need some peace. We can help you with that. God's Word has some wonderful tips and tools of how to do that, and we would love to share that with you. Our, uh, our email will be at the close of this podcast or this radio program, and uh, we just would love for you to reach out to us and, and help us help you. Uh, find the peace that God is offering each one of you today. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. To listen to more On the Way, visit fincastlebaptist.org slash on the way. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us while you are on the way.